my goodness. I think I've said this two or three times before. <laughs> truly mean it this time. Miracles will never cease. <laughs> Did you ever think, Jerry, when I was dragging you to do this podcast, that we would become IT guys in the, as well? Um, to be honest with you, I never thought that Podbean would be as hard as it is. Podbean is intended for those that don't know to be an app for Android and iPhone users. It's not PC friendly at all. It really it isn't. So many, yeah, it has so many features that, that work on the phone that just are non-existent. They, they're not even there on the PC. So they, it seems to be a really good program. Um, if you're doing it from a mobile device and if you're not, when you begin to try to use it with PC devices, it begins to get horrible. Unfortunately, I've got an old phone, which is why I have it. Uh, I do plan on going to Best Buy tomorrow and, uh, upgrading to the galaxy S 22. I've got an S nine years and years old. So hopefully it'll even make it through this podcast. I'm, uh, they see's halfway not working in my house and I'm over at Steve's and we're having to do everything differently. So we certainly do apologize for all the inconvenience. We're uh, on location, Jerry. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> I can't even see from my phone or I have no idea where to go. Look is double infinity with us. She, she is. How about that? Uh, amazing. The only one that we've had there since the very beginning, that's always been there. Thank you so much. Sorry for wasting so much of your time. But uh, again, thank you so much for, for being there. Hey, Infinity. Yes. In like in like a, you know another sixty or so episodes, we'll be old hat at this, and we won't have to waste anybody's time. Hopefully. Speaking of time, Jerry, um, yes. I just want to bring up and and am I coming across really loud? Because it sounds like I'm coming across really loud, and I don't mean to be. Um, a little loud. Okay. Um. But again, I'm using your headset that I've never used before. It could simply be that. I don't know. Well, at any rate, I don't. That last episode was actually, I was a little quiet, which most people would actually appreciate about me. But um, <laughs> what was it? You've never accused of being. I know, quiet, never. Um, so here's the deal we were having a discussion over dinner. And, and of course, everybody knows what I would hope that if you've listened to the show, then our whole deal is we, we get together, we have dinner, we talk about the show a little bit and then we go. Uh, so, um, we were talking before dinner or during dinner today, Jerry, you and I both used to smoke. I smoked for about 17 years. You smoked a little longer than that. Um, and we both smoked about a pack, pack and a half a day on, on a normal day. On average. Yes. On average. So would you care to tell the the listening folk how much how, much, how much time we wasted? Yeah, and that's, <laughs> oh, that's exactly me, how we a, got. Apologize for that. At my house, the reason we do this at Jerry's house is because he doesn't have loudmouth fur babies. I do. <laughs> and it's way too hot to just put them outside. So we're not going to let that. So yeah. we may have an occasional bark. I apologize for that mid-90s but yeah we were talking about back when we smoked and how much time we wasted smoking and uh we come up with an average of seven minutes per cigarettes pack and a half 30 cigarettes just doing the math uh i don't remember exactly i'm thinking it was 709 weeks that we came up with is that correct yeah it was some stupid number honestly i still may actually have it on my phone how many no, how much yeah, it wasn't 709 weeks. 700 no, it was 708. It was 708 days of our entire days. life. So that's a little over two years of us just Almost. Just, Almost. just smoking back to back to back to back to back for a little, just under two years. Yeah, just under two years. 24-7. <laughs> no sleeping, no nothing, just... Almost two years of our life that we spent smoking. Just unbelievable. Absolutely. It was insane. It was insane. So. A minute ago, I think I missed something. Did you say something about we're on vacation? No, no. I said we're on location. On location. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Not as nice as vacation. Speaking of vacation, do you know why seagulls fly over the ocean? Oh, why, why do seagulls fly over the ocean, Jerry? 
Well, it's because if they flew over the bay, we'd have to call them bagels. <laughs> That's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> but now, hey, you know, I try to learn something every day. I've heard you say that in the past. Now, at least you know why seagulls fly over the ocean. <laughs> wow. So, That's really, really that bad. One. Yeah, that you was good. You can admit it. You can I admit will. It. That was a good one. I will. I will. So, you know, um, we both have our, our good buddy, Dave, and I like bringing yep. Dave up as much as I can. Dave was telling me yesterday that he has joined a new dating site, Jerry. Really? Good yeah. It's, yeah. It's a dating site for arsonist. He oh, tells me, okay. yeah, he tells me he's been getting a lot of matches. Oh. <laughs> you go, Dave. <laughs> Proud of the boy. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's that's too good. So that it was. How, how's your week been, Jerry? Other than the, the AC going halfway, two thirds out, and one of the hottest week, not one of, by far and away the hottest week we've had this year. Temperatures here yesterday went to I think ninety six. 97, somewhere in that area. Today was back in mid-90s. Uh, been a very good week, notwithstanding that. It just got me realizing, you know, I grew up, you know, I'm in my mid-50s. I grew up a farm boy. The house that I was born and raised in for the first, I don't know, 10, 15 years of my life did not have AC. Uh, I think I would just die. I don't think I could live through that. Now. It, was, you know, it wasn't comfortable then, but. Geez, oh, Pete, I don't think I could do that now. We are no. so spoiled. And this is actually coming from a guy who keeps it about, I don't know, three degrees less than the boiling point of the sun. So, Well, I'm one of those people that anywhere between 65 and 75, and I'm fine. It doesn't matter, winter, summer. You know, I, I'd be a little more comfortable if you get it down around 72, but I, I'm absolutely fine. At uh, 65 in the wintertime, I'm absolutely fine at 75. I'm not one of these people that's got this two or three degree threshold. And if you exceed that, I'm boiling or, or freezing to death. Uh, no, that would be me. Well, yeah, that's you. you. You're pretty much keep it around 62 degrees year round. <laughs> as, as you love to say, you, you want to be able to hang meat in your house. And you certainly can in yours most of the time. That's yeah, And I'm okay with that. I just don't need that. But yeah, when it's getting hot for me, most people like Steve. I knew we couldn't do this episode of my health time. It was just going to be far too warm for him. He'd be miserable. Oh well, I would do it for our 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 folks, Jerry. I would. I would suffer that. I was beginning to think we might have to. We seemed to run into problem after problem trying to get our setup here going, and beginning to think it was either going to be that or he's going to have to reschedule. So hey, we got it working. Hey, we are up and working. Yes. Would this be a good time to welcome some of our new people in that's been at least downloading our, our podcast? And to mention that we now have an email. Yes, we do. Um, on our website. So we'll tell yeah. it to you, but you certainly don't have to remember it. Uh, newsworthy with Steve and Jerry. No spaces, just newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. It's also on our webpage. So by all yep. means, please do email us with any comments, suggestions. Um, if you have specific topics you'd like to see us cover, uh, easy way to let us know. You, you certainly can let us know during the episode. It would be better to email it. That's We're going to have a, a written record of it, a copy that, that's not going to be as easy to forget as it was buried in one of the episodes. Yeah. And, and absolutely. We want to, I think it even says on there, if you have a cool story, if you have a great topic, if you have something that's local in your area, but we should probably talk about by all means, throw us an email. We'll, we'll get in there and we'll figure it out and we'll bring it out. Um, and the reason I say your area because Jerry, I think we've gone worldwide. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we uh, last week we upgraded to the paid version, which give us access to a lot more statistics. And again, we don't get a lot of information, but what we are able to see is where listeners are coming from, which is obviously where Steve got his information that we're now worldwide. We yeah. do. We are able to see where the downloads are coming from. Again, we don't know if these people listen to us for five seconds or the entire hour. Uh, and a Jerry, of Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's hard for you and I to, to make that statement. But some of these are probably just, <laughs> you know, happened upon us and listened for a little bit. For instance, we've got one from India. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know how many close friends, relatives you have from India. I, I do know the grand total of mine. Uh, I got my accountant, <laughs> I got my accountant to uh, add up the total numbers the other day, and mine is a grand total of zero. So I don't know about yours. I, I don't know anyone from India except the person who continuously wants to know if I want to extend my car warranty. <laughs> You're sure um, that's one person? You're sure well, that's not a battalion, a, a few thousand people? It, it may be, but that's okay. You know, um, so we got people from Great Britain. We've got people from India, uh, in the United States. And, and to watch the evolution of our podcast, and, and <laughs> we are still very much in the infancy of our podcast. But to see that we've had people from Connecticut and New York and Georgia and Florida and Tennessee and Indiana and Michigan at least stop by and see something for a minute. And you can say that because if y'all don't know, I'm a positive person and Jerry's very negative. I think they listen to the whole show and love it. <laughs> Jerry every thinks one them, right? every one of them. And Jerry thinks that they stop in for a second. Here it's two, <laughs> two, two crazy dudes from Kentucky and, and turn the channel. But um, I'm you know just, the most. I'm stoked by it. It, it really, it's it's fun stuff. I agree. I agree. So am I. The most amazing statistic on there for me, uh, even above and beyond the person from India, the one from Great Britain, is the two fact that, two from Great Britain, Jerry. Okay, two. I apologize. Two from Great Britain. <laughs> the thing that blew me away more than anything was that we have more listeners from the state of Tennessee than we do our home state, state of Kentucky. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Absolutely. Um, that it was. Now, I think that number actually kind of flip-flopped a little bit today, but... Oh, did it? You know. changed. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. Oh, absolutely. I'm, to I'm totally okay with that. Um, oh, everyone, Ramona would like you to know that she's here. Let me let her out. Sorry. Ramona says hi. She is happy to meet each and every one of you guys, including our Indian, Great Britain, and Tennessee visitors. Tennessee, I wasn't that surprised with. Steve's in-laws are from the state, so that was probably where several of those were coming from. Even so, it still blew me away that we had more from Tennessee than our homes than Kentucky, our home state for both of us. But it is what it is. And I don't know who's going to go first this week. I think uh, I did the last week, maybe the last two weeks. Uh, before we dive into our topics today, um, I, I have a few things I'd like to mention that were in the news this week that I, I had a con consideration of using them. Um, they're kind of specific, but I didn't want to. And some of them touch base with what we had talked about in the past. Do you care if I run through that list real quick? Not at all. Um, as what? Um, oh, sorry, I was reading a, a comment. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about aliens, right? Right. Well, the one thing and the one organization government-wise that has never came forth with any official information is kind of the, the one that's kind of the elephant in the room. NASA, they've been in space more than anybody, right? right? Well, as of this week, NASA now has an official branch of an agency dedicated to finding out and understanding and learning all about aliens. Now, go figure. 
don't think that it's going to be some big program or something. I got real excited when I heard it. Their budget for the entire year this year is a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, but no. uh, the simple start, fact right? that it is a start. It is a start. So there's that. Um, what else? What else did I want to talk about? Uh, there was one thing that hit me in the news, and, and you know, I care about people, and I know you do too, Jerry. Uh, especially people that are in trouble or people that are are, are spiraling out of control. Uh, and in wrestling, in professional wrestling, I'm a big fan. I used to be a professional wrestler. Um, I was not any good. Uh, you can't. Uh, there's a few YouTube videos if you really want to dig, but uh, uh, never made it big time. I was a jobber, a worker, and that was fine by me. I did it for my kids, um, but. One of the biggest names in the tag team division for the last decade and a half were the Hardy Boys. Uh, Jeff Hardy, one of those young men, have has struggled with many, many, many demons. And he was arrested last week again for DUI. Uh, he's been suspended by his current promotion. And they are demanding that he goes to treatment, he gets sober, or he can't come back to work. So if you pray, if you're a praying person, pray for this man because he is in a spiral that is only going to end one spot, and that's not a good place to be. So, uh, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, sad. There's several more, but I know we're already pushing time, so I'll, I'll cover them. And uh, we're we're gonna we're working on a new format for a once a month show. Uh, we'd like some input on it, Jerry. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Real quick, uh, it's a good email driver. <laughs> it is. We, we've talked about there's a couple of problems with a cup with the format that we currently have, and one is there's certain things that are almost too big. Heck, there's a lot of things that are too big. You know, we're talking about after you know BS talk between each, between each other, maybe what 30, 40 minutes of conversation. There's a ton of topics out there you can't even begin to, to try to remotely cover within that time. And conversely, there are a ton of topics that are too small. There are a ton of topics that uh, are just way too small that needs maybe two, three, four, five minutes at the most. And we, we haven't really come up with a good idea of how to attack the, the subjects that are too big or the subjects that are too small. We've decided that maybe once a month we just come up with a list, 10, 15, whatever topics and we just uh go from one to the other and spend a few minutes on it and that there in many cases will not be related at all and it's just going to be a mishmash of different things that we've come across and 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 put aside because they were too small and didn't deserve its own segment uh and as of right now we're planning on i think the the first episode of the month is that correct yeah i think the first episode will be a great time to do that it, it it's it's much easier to remember the first episode of the month than it is the middle second episode of the month. <laughs> um, and, and you know, those that, that could just be even a quote that we want to talk about for a second. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to snippets. be it, just snippets. I, I, like some of the things I was going to cover today, it's just snippets. And you're like, what? We need to talk about that for just a second. We need to bring that up because it was, you know, random or whatever. It absolutely does, but it does isn't going to be a driver for an entire show. So, exactly. Anywho, uh, hey Jerry, why don't you go first today, man? Because it looks like I'm going to be wrestling animals. <laughs> By all means, I know I'm going to date myself just with my topic, but well, I can't. I can't think of anybody better you should date. Well, there you go. <laughs> absolutely. But this is one that uh, at least Steve and I remember. Many years ago, I think it was in the mid to late 80s when there was a series of ad campaigns from the government uh, entitled, This is Your Brain on Drugs. And it basically started off with a guy holding an egg. And he would say, this is your brain. He would crack the egg into a hot skillet. And he would let the egg begin to cook for a little bit. You heard the sizzling then he would say, this is your brain on drugs. 
things. So that's what I mean when I want to reference the, this is your brain on drugs ads. Uh, again, that, that's, you know, we're going back 30, 40 years, a long time ago. But ever since then, that ad old. is, yeah, really, exactly. Oh, d- don't even try it. Don't even try it. You remember this <laughs> ad as well. So I don't want to hear it on this one. You're right, I am old, but I, so are you. So I don't know what you're talking about. I, I am a spr- In fact, yesterday I turned 25. So You did for, the, yeah, how many? 15th time? 23rd oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Happy Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Again, by the way. Um, yeah, and there's ever since then that has really stuck with me. And there's crazy, stupid things that I hear and see. And the thought that so often goes through my brain is, yep, that's your brain on drugs. That's what that reminds me of. And we hear it and we see it everywhere. It can be, I'll give you an example. This is a true story. When I was a freshman or sophomore in high school, I was in, it was my sophomore year because it was PE2. Uh, PE2, which I took just because I absolutely loved sports. I, the, the football coach was the PE2 instructor. We knew what the class entailed. You, 90% of the time, you'd either go in the gym and he'd throw a bunch of basketballs out on the court. You got to play gym for an hour or you got to play basketball for an hour. Or you went outside and played baseball if the weather was nice. The football coach was going to be in his office working on football crap. So that's why we took it. But anyway, there was this other guy in my class. And he was a year ahead of me. So if I was a sophomore, he was a junior in high school. He had just figured out that it wasn't the same time all over the world at the same time. He had just figured out that it was daylight, afternoon, evening, nighttime at different parts of the world. For the first time in his life, he had just figured this out. I was born and raised in southern Kentucky, down close to the Tennessee border. This guy's telling us this story, and, and this class was first period. So, you know, I don't know what time school started, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, whatever it was. And he says, guys, by the way, I'm sure it's dark in Somerset right now, a town 20 miles away. <laughs> just laughs her butt off at him. He takes it, you know, good-naturedly. He laughs. Says, nah, I was just kidding. Thinks about it a couple of seconds and says, but I know it's still dark in Lexington. Oh, geez. Guys, this is your brain on drugs. You know what I'm talking about. We see it. Not long ago, I heard someone ask which direction is north. The person responded by pointing up, straight up, up in the sky. (laughs) Now, for as much as these things are, uh, you know, as much as we hear about them from our friends and our family and coworkers, it doesn't stop there. Many stretch of the imagination. For some reason, it just seems a little crazier, a little more stupid when it's some famous celebrity, some person we've heard about, a, a politician. Got a few that I, that I want to give you. Once it was said that smoking kills, as Steve and I were alluding to earlier. But anyway, the quote is, smoking kills. And if you're killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. So said Miss Brooke Shields. <laughs> Another one that I like. I lo- I owe a lot to my parents, especially my mother and father. That Jim comes to us from Greg Norman, the famous golfer. Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, "I think gay marriage is something that should be between a man and a woman." Not for <laughs> sure I disagree with him, but I'm not exactly how that's going to work either. Here's a good one. My sister's expecting a baby. And I don't know if I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle. Oh, my. Yeah. Chuck Nevin, pro basketball player who was, at that time, was not pro basketball player. He was playing uh, for North Carolina State. Here's another good one. Dick Cabot. You guys, anyone remember him? Talk show host? He once said, if your parents never had children, the chances are you won't either. right there (laughs) this next one kind of makes sense because if you're have read much about yogi bear bear sayings he was known for for this type but this one i really like from him predictions are difficult 
especially when they're about the future. <laughs> Here's another good one. The pop star, Britney Spears. She once said, I've never really wanted to go to Japan simply because I don't like eating fish. And I know that that's very popular out there in Africa. Britney Spears, oh. yeah, she thinks she well, thinks Japan's in Africa. Well, this is why we don't need celebrities teaching our children, by the way. Just throwing it out there. You're right. And so far, that's mainly what I've used. Let's go into politicians, shall we? We would hope that they were a little bit more educated. We would hope they were a little bit less apt to make some of these stupid sayings, right? Makes sense. Here's a good one. Politics gives guys so much power that they tend to behave badly around women. And I hope that I never get it. Steve, I'll give you one guess. Who did that come from? Oh, geez. Hmm. Who would have said that they hoped they would never behave badly around women? Oh, probably your your hero, Donald Trump. No, Bill Clinton. <laughs> that one came from Mr. Bill Clinton himself. He wow. would never get to the point that he behaved badly around women. It's certainly not just Democrats. Uh, here's a good one. We have a firm commitment to NATO. We are a part of NATO. We have a firm commitment to Europe. We are a part of Europe. So said Dan Quayle when he was vice president of the United States. No, uh, this is the George same Bush. Dan Quayle that uh, misspelled potato and cost himself an election. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he, he had a he had a habit of making these slip-ups. You're absolutely right. George W. Bush once said, our enemies are innovative and resourceful, but so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. And neither do we. So, nice to know that a president never stops thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. Well, Y'all beginning to get the idea of what I'm talking about? Just, I mean, when you hear these things, how can you not think this is your brain on drugs? Hey, Senator Barbara yes. Boxer had a good one, too. Now, she's a senator from California, obviously. Uh and she was probably the one selling the drugs, but she must have been using some of her own, because she's like 720 years old. She said, those who survived the San Francisco earthquake, yep, yep. <laughs> thank God I'm still alive. But of course, those who died, their lives will never be the same. <laughs> yep. Yep, I saw that when I did. I've got one about as good for you. It's a Texas Speaker of the House named Gib Lewis once said, and when now you, and now will y'all stand and be recognized? Well, that's not bad, right? Will y'all stand and be recognized? Unfortunately, she was speaking to a group of disabled veterans in wheelchairs on disability <laughs> day. Oh, jeez. And to be recognized. Here's a good one. This is from one of my all-time favorites. I don't know how many of you guys remember Marion Barry, former mayor of Washington, D.C. He was the guy, and I have no idea which he should be more famous for. Number one, he was the president of our nation's capital. The, not president. He was the mayor of our nation's capital, where the president lives. He was caught in a sting operation doing cocaine in a hotel room with a prostitute that he had hired. Uh, <laughs> That caused him to go to prison, obviously got kicked out of office. This man, after getting out of prison, was reelected as mayor of Washington, D.C. Just unbelievable. But, but anyway, he once said, if you take out the killings, Washington actually has a very low crime rate. <laughs> no idea why he would think that that is a good idea to be telling people this. <laughs> Lamar Alexander, for our Tennessee fans, you guys are certainly familiar with him. Lamar Alexander once said, if you're living in an area with a bad school, you should move to a place where there's a better school. Not that bad of an idea, right? The only problem is he said this when he was the secretary of education. Furthermore, he, he said this when he was answering a question 
people were asking them what should parents of children who attend poorly funded urban or rural schools do to solve the problems? His answer is move to a better school. Hey, uh, yes. uh, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, <laughs> Buttigieg, yep. he just recently said that uh, if you can't afford gas, you should buy an electric car. <laughs> Another good one, right? Yeah, if you can't afford $6, $5 gas, then you should buy a $60,000 automobile. That's good, good sense. <laughs> just makes you wonder, what, what are these people smoking? Absolutely. Other, earlier, I think, I forget which one it was, but you, uh, you guessed that one of my quotes came from Donald Trump, and it wasn't. But this one is. This one is courtesy of Donald Trump. At, uh, a couple of years ago, January 22nd, 2020, he said, we have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to be just fine. In case you're wondering, he was currently being questioned about coronavirus and COVID-19. That was his answer. So, yeah. Well, he was so, right. It did come from China. So, it, Was he totally right that it's going to be just fine? No, no. But it did come from China. <laughs> did it originate in China? Yes, this one did. Uh, absolutely did. And can't give one to Donald Trump without giving one to Joe Biden and with him. Now, and full disclosure, Jerry, full disclosure, Jerry, before you start talking about Joe Biden, I want everybody you're, to know that your hero, Jerry, is, in fact, the Joe Biden for president fan club president. So... For him to actually be saying this, whatever this is about to be, I'm blown away. You know, that amazes me you say that, especially considering that I guarantee that you have voted for as many or more Democrats in your lifetime than I have. Guarantee it. And I'll bet you whatever amount of money you want. <laughs> so, Mr. Lindsay, would you care to bet? You care to bet? <laughs> no, I sure do not. Oh. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you, I'll be full. I don't care to tell people why, because you know that my first experience voting and my second experience voting varied very much different from my third experience voting. Actually, I had no clue. I did know that at the age of 16, you were very liberal. I also knew that by the time you were 17, 18, I had not I, but you had <laughs> begun to change somewhat. So as far as your voting back then, if you ever told me, I did not recall at all. And that's not what it was based upon. What it was based upon, that was a fixed bet uh, because I know the, the grand total sum of the number of Democrats that I voted for. And so that was why I was making the bet. But anyway, Joe Biden, quote, and this is nothing new. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Um, Joe Biden said... Uh, just, uh, I think, what, two, three months ago was on Earth Day. He said, we're going to start the process where every vehicle in the United States military, every vehicle is going to be climate friendly. Every vehicle. I mean it. End quote. So, yeah, it, it's great to know that every tank, every Apache helicopter, every jet, every Humvee is uh, going to be climate friendly. Before <laughs> Guys, the list goes on and on and on. Now, I have said all of that just to give, just to set the stage, if you will. None of those are the reason that I'm doing the topic this week. I read something this week that blows every single one of those out of the water. I have read something that is more genuine proof of your brain on drugs than anything I have just mentioned. Here's a quote that I read this week. I saw myself more valuable than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Peyton Manning. Would you care to guess who made that statement, Steve? And I'll read it to you again. The statement was, I saw myself more valuable than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Peyton Manning. Forget who has the right to say that. Who has... Who is so full of themselves they would say that? Any guess? 
We'll give you a moment to think about that. Sorry, I am absolutely rustling these animals. I apologize. They're driving me crazy. You're Uh, you're fine. Did you you hear my question? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, Who would say that that they're more valuable than those greats? Uh, Three of the uh, all-time greats. Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, okay. If Ezekiel Elliott said it, I would think he was an absolute idiot. But would have at least some basis of being no. in reality. No. This guy has none. This J Lo has J Lo has, has more rings than the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Steve, this comment was made by none other than Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam freaking Newton said, I saw myself more valuable than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Peyton Manning. Now, wow. I just want to go over a couple of statistics. I Googled to see what records Cam Newton has in the NFL. I come up with three. Three records. He has the most rushing touchdowns by quarterback in any year. at 70. That, that's something to be proud of. Most rushing quarterbacks by a quarterback. Most passing yards in the first two games of his career. I mean, that's something, right? But it's only for uh-huh. two games. It's only for the first two games. And it was good, if I remember, his 850-something yards he had in his first two games. So it, it's nice. It's, you know, two games. He also has the most games in NFL history with a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Uh, that, that's something that's going to, you know, be some trivia question 20 years from now, but it's not that big of a deal. I'm not going to attempt to go over the number of records that Tom Brady has, uh, but I will give a link to a website that, that shows, if I remember correctly, it was 56 different records that he had. And that article was written in 2019, three years ago, but I'm going to go over just a top three or four of his best. Tom Brady has the most Super Bowl rings of any NFL football player that ever lived. He has seven. He has the most career wins by a starting quarterback. He has the most touchdowns of any quarterback ever. He's the only one over 600. Drew Brees is second with 571. Tom Brady also has the most career passing yards. Yards. So when you have the most career yards, the most career touchdowns, the most career wins, the most Super Bowl wins, the most Super Bowl MVPs, if that doesn't define GOAT, I don't know what does. Cam (laughs) Newton has zero Super Bowl wins. Cam Newton was not able to uh, last anywhere near as long. His career was cut short. And most quarterbacks who are running quarterbacks are going to suffer from that. You can only get hit so many times, which when you begin running the ball like Cam Newton did, uh, th- that goes with the territory. I get it. All I'm saying is when you have that type of career, you have zero right to be saying that you are better than these other guys. He went ahead and, and compl- I didn't give you the whole quote. I finished the sentence, but here was the two sentences of that quote. He said, I saw myself more valuable than a Tom Brady. I saw myself more valuable than an Aaron Rodgers, than a Peyton Manning. The other sentence he said is how he was trying to justify. He said, because I can go into their community, but they can never come to my community. I assume he didn't elaborate. I assume what he was saying was I can throw like they do. I I can throw the ball. And he was saying, I can also run the ball. They can't. No one cares if you can pass. No one cares if you can throw. All they care about is can you win? No one in the history of the NFL has done that anywhere near as good as Tom Brady, and that's evident by the number of career wins, the number of playoff wins, the number of Super Bowl wins. Uh, Cam Newton, but you had absolutely no factual basis to be saying that you were better than any of those guys, especially Tom Brady. It's the end of my rant. It just pissed me off so bad when I read it. I was sitting there thinking, what the heck? Are you kidding me? This is the epitome of your brain on drugs. Well, you know, we have one of our local heroes that also made some pretty dumb statements. 
Lamar. No, no. Winston oh, Bennett, former UK oh. basketball player. I read that. After. I had never heard that, <laughs> but I did read that when I was doing research for this. I did read that. Oh, my gosh. He, this genius, <laughs> he says, and I quote, well, and this is directly after having major knee surgery. He says, well, I've never had major knee surgery on any other part of my body. <laughs> yep. I read that. I didn't use it for one reason. I tried to do some research on that one to see if it was actually him, if it was a legit quote. And one site that I found quoted his name, but it was Dash Footballer. So at that point, I was even beginning to wonder, was it the Winston Bennett, the six foot seven forward from what? Back in the early or late nineties, early two thousands, the UK <laughs> basketball player. So I didn't use that for that reason. I'm not for sure it's our Winston Bennett, but yeah, it was well, Winston Bennett athlete made that made that comment. And, and you forgot. I figured you'd pick on W a little bit more. Uh... Yeah, there was plenty, <laughs> but you know what? He he tended he tended to make several. So did Dan Quayle. But, you know, when you start looking, Biden, Biden has made a ton of them throughout his career. Oh, it's not geez. just recently. Some people are trying to say that when you look at the number of verbal, you know, slips, whatever, that he's had in the last two or three years, that, that he's got dementia, that he's got this and that, it's kind of hard to go by that. When you begin to look at his career, he's been doing this for 30, 40 years. So yeah. uh, he's got a crap load of them out there as well that are just absolutely stupid. So, yeah, there was a bunch of guys I could have pulled a ton from. Well, my favorite from from George W. Bush, he was in London, and he was asked by a student in East London what, and the quote was, when asked what the White House was like by the student, George Bush simply says, it was white. It was white. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The very best definition of my home that I can give is it's white. <laughs> hey, yes. I, I just want to, since we're moving in, we're talking about the White House, you know what's, um, you know what is uh, one of the big rumors and conspiracy, not really a conspiracy theory, but one of the big rumors about the White House is? No, what's that? That it's haunted. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, and that's not me making a joke, which is rare, but (laughs) many, many people have claimed to see and to hear and to um, uh, been a part of spiritual apparitions in the White House, especially in Lincoln's bedroom, uh, in the Blue Room. Is there a Blue Room? I think it's a Blue Room. Uh, Sounds right. Yeah, and, and... these, oh my goodness, Ramona. One second. I think Ramona just got banished to the outdoors. But it is after nine o'clock, so it's cooled down and she was for the next hour or so outside. It's not like it's still in the 90s. Yeah, they're going to be fine. And I apologize for that to anyone who's listening. Uh, it is the reason we do the show at your house as opposed to mine. <laughs> uh, Ramona is a standard poodle, and sh- she is a diva. She is very if, – if you could uh, place a person and link them to a, their spirit animal, Ramona spirit person by – without any shadow of a doubt, is Mariah Carey. She is a complete diva. She absolutely has to have all the attention, and if she doesn't, she's very vocal about not having it. So I do apologize. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So are you done making fun of people whose kids... And, and you know, here's the thing. I want I want to make a point to what you're saying. Um, I know you were very tongue-in-cheek with what you were saying about dumb quotes and, and how these people are acting in public. And, and But if you link a lot of the people that you, you quoted, 
those those people are the children of the people whose brains were on drugs. <laughs> that, that should tell you something. Just saying. Who were I you saw a, in particular? Oh, anyone younger than thirty, really? <laughs> well, I mean, here's—I'll give you some names, and you just stop me and tell me when you think that they were the child of druggies: Brooke Shields, Greg Norman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Chuck Nevitt, Dick Cavett, Yogi Berra, Britney Spears, Bill Clinton, Dan Quayle, George Bush, uh, Gib Lewis, Marion Barry, although. Who knows? Uh, well, I was just waiting for you to name one that I didn't think at some point was all about having some hookers and blow. I think. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, and, and, you know, that's just a thing, honestly. And here's the thing. I saw a, a thing the other day, it, a meme, you know, the memes are real popular. I saw a meme the other day that was like, oh, so you think you're smart. Your generation eats Tide Pods. And then it showed an ad for, you know, a, a, a uh, uh, oh, what are those called? The, uh, when you buy a new car and you, the owner's manual, good gravy, my brain. So in the owner's manual today, it tells you to take your car to the mechanic for everything. 50 years ago, it told you how to adjust your valves. <laughs> so our generation is not, and that's not fair. In reality, our gener- the younger generation is so much more tech savvy and they have so much more access and are knowledgeable in a totally different way than people 50 years ago were. But old people like to make fun of people and that's been the way it is for a long time. So I just want to throw that probably out there. Probably won't change. Yeah, probably won't. 50, you know, this generation. Well, back in my day, we had cell phones that were only the size of a candy bar. And, you know, of yep. course, they're going to have implants. So <laughs> it's like, what? That's huge. But Absolutely. It, okay. Everyone wants to find some group of people that they feel better than, superior to. So uh, it's pretty normal human, unfortunately, to, to feel that way. Well, at Double Infinity just commented on, on our live stream that uh, – the one thing about the new this new generation is they have zero work ethic, and I've actually seen that time and time and time again. She's she's spot on with that. So, she is, but who do you blame for that? Oh, when definitely allowing it. I Absolutely. blame the parents for for letting kids grow up and not do chores. You know, when I grew up, it, I wasn't asked if I wanted to help. I was told what my chores were. I was told what I had to do. I was an old farm boy, so it wasn't like you do this, this, and this, and you get to go home. We were outside at this time of the year. We were out until 8, 30, 9 o'clock every night working, you know, from the time I was 10 or 11 years old until I left home at 18. So I, you're absolutely right, but we can't expect kids to constantly come and say, oh, I need more work. Give me more chores. This is not a kid's problem. This is a parent's problem who's being way too lax on their kids. I absolutely agree. <laughs> absolutely agree with you um my kids were uh, uh a lot of folks said i was very mean to my kids because i made them do things and i told those people to mind their own damn business <laughs> anywho yep so my topic tonight is a little different too since we are kind of tongue and cheek in it tonight i really want to i've got two topics that i'm beating around for next week jerry uh both of them are a little more serious a little more uh, gritty if you will um and uh we'll talk about those after because uh i really they're gonna i one of them is a big one it's in the news right now and that's gun control i don't mind bringing it out um and the Second Amendment, and really our Constitution and where we want to go with that. Uh, the second one that I want to talk about is uh, the current surveillance state of our country, of our locale. And if we do, it may be an opportunity for us to get our first guest in uh, maybe next week if we can figure all this tech stuff out. I, I don't want to bring a guest and have them looking at us like we're funny, <laughs> like we're dumb, but... 
uh, I think I've got a great guest lined up for when we do that show, and it might be a good time to do it next week. But we only got a few minutes left to be on air. My topic's really kind of small today, so it's all working out for the best. Um, I just want to start with the definition of evil, okay? And I know what evil, that's not light and tongue in cheek. And you're right, it's not. Um, the definition of evil is profound immorality and wickedness, especially when regarded as a supernatural force with harmful or intending to harm. Um, and I brought it up a little bit before Ramona started going crazy in the fact that the White House is considered haunted. Many people, not just one or two, hundreds of people have seen things in the White House. Uh in fact, if you take it, we'll come back to the ghost in just a second. If in every single, this isn't going to be about religion because we could talk for days, 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 and days and years about religion. But I'll sum it up like this every single religion since the beginning of time, regardless if it's uh, the Quran, the Bible, um, if you are Catholic, if you are whatever, they have um, good versus evil. They have the yin and the yang. They have light versus dark. If you have a light side, which we do, we feel like we do, we all live in the light side, I'd like to think, then there has to be a dark side. Um, it's just how it is. Um, so thought we'd cover in some ghost stories today. What do you think about that, Jerry? Sounds great to me. Question. Sure. Early on, when you mentioned ghosts, you give the definition of evil. Is that the side that you're taking? Only evil ghosts? Yeah, and, and, and I'm taking it not from a, a, a kind of deferring from what we normally do here, and I apologize for that. But I was having a conversation the other day with a friend of mine and the the building that I currently work in, there's been some things happening and I it reminded me of a time that I can't describe any better that to say that me and a friend of mine who was we were working was completely overtaken by evil. And and I'll get to that in just a second. I believe that's called a cliffhanger. <laughs> um I'm going to leave that story for last because that's personal to me. And it's, it's, it's just even thinking about it right now has got the hair on my arms raised up. So I wish we had video. You could see it. <laughs> hey, that's something we should look at in the future. In addition to our new email. <laughs> sorry. Shameless plug for our email there. Yeah, we should do video at some point. Because, I mean, it's, you are like, if we could just, people could just see the glorious that is Jerry, we would have like a hundred thousand <laughs> listeners all the time. I'm just saying. Absolutely, without a doubt. Okay, so if you go throughout the history of the United States, and I'm just using the United States, across the world there are a blue million uh, ghost stories. There's a ghost story for pretty much every place, everything, every... And, and you know... A lot of those, it's kind of like conspiracy theories. There was a a one minute, uh, there was a small kernel of truth. And then that person who saw the truth told the next person. And then the next person embellished and blah, blah, blah. And it, it becomes a whole living thing. Um, so that happens. But if you just take all that out, let's just focus on just a few of the really, really scary ones. Um, and, and one of them, we have a lot of listeners in Georgia. And so I wanted to definitely include Georgia in the list list. And if you're in Georgia and you know where this is, um, or you've been there or you've seen it or talked about it, by all means, uh, send us an email. I want to hear about it. It's called the Surrency House Ghost. It's in Surrency, Georgia. I'm probably saying that wrong. I apologize. The Surrency, and I'll just read this story. This is uh, from Country Living. I, I just made my skin crawl when I read it. So the Surrency clan began experiencing paranormal activities in present-day Surrency, Georgia, in the 1870s. 
Family members reported witnessing objects soaring across rooms, hearing laughter and crying, seeing red eyes stare into the house. While they were eating dinner, food was literally thrown from their plates and the utensils were twisted into unusable shapes. Oh, this is an yeah, this is an entire family witnessing this. This is not, you know, and, and people that would come to the house would witness this. In fact, it would happen more when there were guests because it was like something was trying to say, hey, look, I'm real. Uh, the townspeople speculated that these occurrences were cries from help from spirits who thought the family would be able to save them. On the day the family finally decided to leave the house, which would have been day number one for me, a fire iron allegedly floated up and started to hit one of the sons in the head. No one was ever brave enough to live in the house again. And finally, in 1925, the house went up in flames. It just caught fire randomly and suspiciously and burned. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a lot of weird, crazy stuff. And, and, you know, these are all stories where it's not one person that's seen something. It's multiple people that have said the same stories telling it to different folks. So, you know, it's kind of like what the drug companies do, a double blind, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. How about one from Tennessee, which uh, is we have lots of listeners in Tennessee. In fact, my in-laws live very close to where this happened uh, in Adams, Tennessee. And if you've seen the movies, it's called the bell witch. Um, and I'll just read this real quick. And then I know we're getting close to time. I'll do this one. And then I want to talk about some animals and ghosts and ghost hunters. And then I'll give you my final story. Uh, if you're a scary movie lover, this is also from country living magazine. If you're a scary live, uh, movie lover, you might actually know about the bell witch. The films, American Haunting and the Blair Witch Project, are both based loosely on this story. Way back in the early 1800s, a man named John Bell moved his family to an area of Tennessee called Red River. It's now known as Adams, Tennessee. After they'd settled into their new home, some peculiar things started to happen. The family began hearing some bizarre noises, included barks, bar good Greg, dogs, barking, <laughs> chains rattling, rats chewing, and a woman whispering. Soon, that woman became known as the Bell Witch, and many people believe she's a ghost of a former neighbor of the Bells, Kate Batts. Batts and the Bells had a dispute over the land, and she swore vengeance on the Bell family before she died. Later, Bell died from poisoning, and it's a rumor to be from the, Blair, the, the, the Bell Witch. Um, and there were some pretty good embellishments on that in the movies as far as pulling up some of the floorboards and finding witch symbols and all that. That didn't really happen. But so um, I was doing a research on this and I was like, hmm, this all sounds really cool. Let's see how much of it's real. Let's dig into it a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Roz Opera House down in Cynthiana. That's <laughs> definitely uh, uh, I've been a part of that. That's pretty creepy, too. Um, we'll come back to that. In fact, in October, I'm going to do a whole, I think we should do a whole show just for this because it's cool. I, I found so much information. Uh, one of the things that kept popping every time I was doing a search and every time I was looking is how attuned dogs specifically are to the apparitions that we consider ghosts, that we consider specters, poltergeists, whatever. Uh, in fact, uh, they have the ability almost as much, and this is where the creepy part comes in, as children to see and understand and be touched by spirits. Uh, the whole thing that got me started on this was a, oh gosh, I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth, was a TikTok video. <laughs> Proud about of it. Yeah, about a woman who has a toddler less than two years old or right at two, maybe three years old. And the toddler woke up screaming every night and running into her mom's room. Well, her mom finally said, look, this is just a bed. It's just a room. You're fine in here. This went on for like a year. And the mom was just kind of like, you know, it was just some separation issues, whatever. 
Um, so the the mom finally just said, why do you not want to sleep in your bed? And she says, the toddler says to her, and she's got this film, she says, because the, the clear you keeps trying to take me into the closet. And she's like, the what? She goes, yeah, it's you, but I can see through you. And you keep trying to pull me into the closet, and I don't want to go to the closet. It's scary in there. <laughs> what? Yeah, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> to say the least, that TikTok person, they bounced out of there. Hey, Ruth, we're glad you're here. Hope you can stick around a minute. Um, so they, the TikTok person sold the house. They got out of there, but the, the creepy things, whatever it was, moved with them to their new house, and the toddler still kept going on with this stuff. So uh, weird and funny and neat. Um, and I just that's what got me onto this topic. But the thing that kept coming up other than dogs is that cats are as much in tune as dogs are, but in a different way. And I don't even get into that. Just make, cause we have two cats and they creepy anyway. I don't like cats, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know any part of that, but uh, so I've got some, I've got some pictures that would show otherwise. You oh, run up sure. with your kitty cats. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Blech. <laughs> um, so let me get to my final story because I know we're way over time uh, and, and I'll, I'll cut it cut it quick for you so I used to do work for this company called Logan's Uniforms and it was just that we did uniforms and we put floor mats down uh, and took up the dirty floor mats and they, it was a laundry mat basically a, deliver, a laundry that delivered we did uniforms for factories and you know mechanic shops whatever and my particular job was I had to learn the route of all the other drivers in case they wanted on vacation or they were sick a day and I could step in and cover for them, um, which was cool. I enjoyed that. That was great. And then so me and this guy, Jason, and I won't say his last name because I haven't talked to him, but I, if he were here, he would tell you the exact same thing I'm doing. Uh, we had these two stops on his route. One of them was an old hospital that had been turned into a daycare, and part of it was like a plumbing repair place. So we kind of were like, yeah, that place is probably haunted, blah, 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 blah. And we went to that place, and nothing. It was cool. We just did our thing, and we left. Well, right across the street from that place, and we're talking here local central Kentucky, was this church. And... We went into the main church, and it was fine. You know, it was a church, blah. We put the rugs down. We, we swapped out the towels or whatever. And then we had to go to the youth center where they had all their, like, you know, towels for crafts, and we had to put rugs down. Well, Jason and I, as soon as we walked into the door, because we had access to this place, as soon as we walked into the door, uh, was probably – it. It felt like if you were laying down and you put like 15 covers on top of you. You know what I'm saying? It was like that kind of pressure. Sure. And it was it was totally and completely like dark. It just felt dark. It it was it was horrifying. So we tried to go ahead and put the mats down. And as soon as we put a mat down here or, or we started a towel, Jason looked at me and said, dude, and I'm like, I know we got to go. And we just threw everything in a pile and we left. And that's in a church, the youth center of a church. Yes. And I'm telling you, Jeremy, I have, I'm, I'm, I just turned 47 years old. I have never felt that sort of evil in my life ever it felt like if we had stayed another minute we were going to incur physical harm Jeez. in fact when i drive past that place even if i'm driving and i'm not paying attention to where i'm at my head all the hair goes up on my arms and the back of my neck every single time i go past that place I think you and I went past this place once. Yes, yes. I did tell you that because it was a, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You told me the story. Yeah. So, 
And, let, let, can I mention something real quick while you're sure. mentioning about the church and all that? I've heard a ton of religious people say that they do not believe in magic, you know, whatever, so on and so forth. The Bible itself teaches it. Here, give an example. Let no one be found among you who consigns his son or daughter to the fire or who is an augur, a soothsayer, a diviner, a sorcerer, one who casts spells, or one who consults ghosts or familiar spirits, or one who inquires of the dead. That is the 10th verse of the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy. That yeah. is from the Bible. Yeah. Not only that, I, you know, and a lot of times, a lot of people, include, you know, pastors that I know, when they talk about ghosts and they talk about spirits, they always, for the most part, agree that that's a real thing. And they almost always say that that is some form of demon trying to reach out to you, trying to show you and convince you of something that's more. Yep. And, you know, you can finish that sentence, more of whatever, but more. Um, And, you know, trying to lead I, I you down a path you probably don't want to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I apologize that, that this was a little shorter on my part this time, but we had some my things to get for that. through. I apologize. No, no, no. It's all it's what it's all about, brother. Uh, but we are at a minute or a minute. <laughs> We're at over an hour already, Jerry. So we better cut this short, brother. Guys, have a great week. We love you all. And uh, take care. We'll talk to yeah. you soon. Please share the podcast. Send us an email. Uh, newsworthy at with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your ideas, anything that helps us get better topics. In fact, Jerry, we should yeah. encourage people to send us their cool ghost stories that have happened to them. We'll read them on the air. How about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do that. Send us an email with your coolest ghost story. We'll read it on the air. We'll credit you with it. It'll be awesome. Uh, Absolutely. And that's all I got, man. I can't wait to see you all next week. This is the highlight of my week. I love it. And uh, can't wait to talk to you all later.